Welcome to the Incongruent Plus episode, What Rhymes with Danyata. I'm your host, Danyata, here with your co-host, Imna. And today we are joined by Anne Botello, who is working on the concept of developing the economic stability in the artist community. And who is here to talk about poetry, our topic for today. Thank you for joining us, Anne. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for having me, Dan. And Imna, who are meeting for both of you for the first time. Yeah, yeah, it's great to be here, Dan, and it's great to meet you, Anne. That rhymed. We found out what rhymes with Dan. <laughs> yes, we're in flow already. We're in flow already. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to be asking you a few questions based on poetry. And like every normal interview asks, we're going to talk about when did you start poetry and why? Well, I've always loved creative writing, and I've been doing it since I was a kid. My early creative writing was more in the line of murder mysteries and <laughs> FBI cases, oh. and a, a little dark. I, I used to, I used to like um, writing about, um, you know, just just cases to solve, Sherlock Holmes style. And, uh, and anything really mystical and magical. So my imagination was always kind of um, flowing as a child. And I think most children have that. And they take it out in different creative forms. Poetry specifically has come to me in bits and bobs throughout my life. But I think it was in my 30s that I actually just amplified it. It was my outlet. I found it to be the best way for me to express whatever it is. I strongly felt whether it was good or bad. So I would say the last uh, six, seven years have been um, more intense in, in regard to actually writing in a way that rhymes, so more attuned with poetry. But then my definition of poetry is really the use of words to describe emotion. So it doesn't really matter if it rhymes or not. It matters if there's a story behind it. So. Um where do you get your inspiration to write poetry? I don't think you really get it. You don't go out there to try and find it. It, it comes to you. It's, it's like little downloads. It's this burst of words that are just sitting in you that just want to pour out because they've been contained for, for a while. It's a buildup of emotions. In any way, it doesn't necessarily need to be a personal situation. Maybe something that I've dived into in regard to learning about something new. And I feel like, oh, this would be so cool to just write about it. Um, I don't look for inspiration when it comes to poetry. I feel like um, it authentically finds me. And I feel like people who like to write, that's what happens. It just flows through them. You're, you're, it's almost like you're a channel uh, for whatever inspiration is coming to you because you've actually accumulated a certain amount of experience either emotionally or from a knowledge perspective that you want to pour out in the form of words. Going back to what you said about your early years of um, just murder mysteries, that's just very interesting to me. I never pegged um, children for people to think of murder mysteries. You must have been a really creative child. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about like where exactly that came from? Was it a show you watched, a story you heard? Um, how did that really begin? 
Yeah, I think it was um, it was shows I did watch, and I was always drawn to series that just had me thinking about what the what was actually happening. Anything that kind of challenged my mind, I liked to try and find out what was happening. So I'd be that annoying kid at one point. Of, there was a phase in my life where I'd be like, oh, "That's happening next." Oh, that's happening next. You know, that that was that was just just me. I like to solve things. So I think it came from that. And um I wouldn't say it was very dark. I almost thought it very heroic. I loved Marvel. I loved comics. Mm -hmm. I loved to, you know, Tintin and Archie and all of these kind of even though those are more Tintin was kind of like that, like it was solving cases and they were always on the go um as a comic. So for me, anything that kind of got my mind to to tick or even get an audience to wonder what was happening next through my writing was fun for me to write about. So um, what is your most to least favorite genre to write about? You know, I don't have, I, I wouldn't say there's a least favorite genre. I would say I just write what I like to write. So it's not that I don't like any other genre, it's just that this is what resonates with me, so I write about it. And the things I write about are life, like bit-sized, uh, bite-sized um, pieces on life, love, hate, you know, sadness, anger, emotions. And besides that, it's about things that I'm learning about, so things that I feel that people should also be, um, people who are drawn to it will find me. This is what I believe. I don't believe anyone needs to really know anything that I'm knowing unless they feel it, they're going to resonate with me as an artist and they're going to hear it. So the topics that I'm actually um, very deeply vested into is eco-consciousness, um, uh, well-being, um, sustainability, technology, exponential technology, what's happening in regard to AI versus our own human technology. So besides love and life and hate and sadness and all these emotions that the human experiences, I also love to tie that into what is happening in regard to innovation in this world. So that's how I kind of merge uh, the two. That's very new to me because I have never heard about a, like anyone writing about AI in poetry as yeah. such. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a, right now, I mean, there are, there are so many storytellers out there. I mean, the, the, the truth is that the internet's flooded with people who are part of what is called the knowledge economy. And there's so much sharing that attention is so sacred. There is, this is a quote by someone I deeply admire. His name is Tristan Harris. And he actually founded a company called uh, Humane Technology. And what he looks at is the fact that us in, in our time right now, especially with the lockdown, you know, we, we are being bombarded with so many messages online, so many things that are coming our way. And a lot of time it's even biased because what's happening on these social platforms is you're getting content that you're used to seeing. So you keep say, seeing the same content, but from different people, and you're almost building stronger biases towards something that you initially believed in. So what, what I, have been diving into and what I like to share through poetry, which is more uh, a more artistic flowing form of communicating with someone rather than, you know, sharing a course or sharing, um, sharing it through a keynote is, well, what are you going to 
put your attention to, given that there's so much being thrown our way. And this is why consciousness is a big part of it. And also emotions at a time like this, which is tied into how we can actually elevate our consciousness. Maybe on that note, um, just tell us what you've been working on recently. What's got your attention? I mean, I have a podcast called Poetic Flow, and it's more my creative outlet. I just, uh, I do spoken word whenever I feel like. So, it, yeah, I, I, um, I actually started this when the lockdown kicked off, and I said, um, you know what? I've got all these notes. I've, I realized that I had so many, like, papers and notebooks and journals with all this poetry written, and I'd never shared it, you know? And I felt like, if this is, we all have a gift, each one of us, every single person on this planet spends their life discovering what it is that that gift is or that purpose is, and it can change from, it doesn't have to be one thing, and this is what people freak out about, they feel like they need to find that one big thing, this purpose that they're going to do all their life, it's not like that for everyone. So one of the things for me was, I said, well, if I know I love to do this, and, and everyone who's ever been exposed to my poetry, the ones who ask me for it, have enjoyed it. I'm like, why don't I share it? This is what got me motivated to start that podcast. And it's purely a creative dump, as I call it. But what I love about it, and this is why I, I share passionately about it, is that it, it has actually inspired certain individuals like I have had someone call me and I hadn't spoken to this individual for eight years and he called me and he said and you will not believe I just I left my job and I found I saw this post that you had posted that you launched your poetry podcast and I just clicked on it and I listened to the latest one and he's like that poem for me was exactly what I needed to hear given that I had just left my position. And the words you spoke, they, con they, they consoled me and they gave me inspiration to take the next step. And I said, well, you know, this is why people need to share their gifts. It was, it was the most beautiful thing for me. If I know that there's something that, you know, each one of us can do that can affect the collective positively, then we should be doing that. So poetry is one of it, and the podcast is, is one thing. And then I'm also focused on, I have my hands in different buckets, working on in the startup economy, so to say. But all the projects, and this is why I feel it's very important for people to know what they're passionate about, every project that I decided that I would give my attention to is something that I believe is going to help the collective. It's something that I believe I'm passionate about. So it's either in sustainability or it's in self-regulation when it comes to meditation and consciousness, or it is, in, it is for the artistic community. So how can we help artists fund themselves? That is beautiful. Those are, that's, that really hit me differently. Thank you so much. So um, after this, I have um, another question that, what do you highlight in your form of writing? There's not one thing that I highlight. I don't even, you know, um, I don't think about it, actually. Someone asked me, it was a couple of months ago, do you edit your poetry? And I said, I, I don't. I actually write it, and I never go back to it because I feel like people need to be raw and real. And whatever you say and the way you say it, the first time 
is the way it's intended to flow out of you, especially as an artist. And you know, as a, if I don't consider myself an artist, I consider myself a human that just wants to share, you know. And when I think about poetry, I think it's a form. It's a form of art through words. But imagine if I was to go in there and start dissecting it. I would then get back in here in this monkey mind, as we know, and I would change the actual context and the inspiration that came to me to initially put it down. So when I when I write, I just let it be. And even if it can, even if I judge myself, which most people who are in this space of artistic expression judge themselves dramatically, right? I, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It's like, Oh no! This this drawing—it's crap. Let's 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 like rip it up and throw it out. Or this piece of poetry—I mean, who's gonna like it? But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters that you actually share the inspiration that's getting downloaded through you, because someone, someone will resonate with it. Just imagine the people out there who wanna want to know that there's someone who creates just like them, and if you never shared it, they would never know. And they would probably stay in the yeah. dark. That is true. That is so true. That makes me think that I should share my poetry now. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, there are certain poems that I don't share that are very personal to me. Then there are poems that I feel need to go out to the collective. And if you feel that way, do it. So, do you like to be pressurized to write something? <laughs> um, <laughs> You know that that is a good question because they there is a lot of debate and there's a lot of research actually on um, creativity being at its best when people are under pressure. I feel like that's not always the case. So when I write, no, I like to flow. Um, I whatever whenever I feel like there's too much contained inside me that needs a release, that's when I write. So you could look at that as maybe pressure to share, um, but I don't look at it as pressure. I, I look at it as really wanting to, to share. There's a point that I feel when I feel almost um, saturated with a certain thought, and if I feel saturated with a certain thought that I feel needs to go out into the, into the field or for the collective to hear about it, that's when I share it. I believe the best art comes from inspiration and intuition and those are moments of flow and when you're in flow you're not feeling pressure you're feeling very very much in love with the moment what about those moments where um i know if you've experienced it sort of like a writer's block um, where you're just stuck in a place no words are really coming to you and you just have that flow how do you cope with that situation what do you do then is there maybe an activity you do to get to refresh your mind someplace you go um, what's that like for you? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I just watched a short video, actually, before getting on this call by someone I really admire in space of ideas. And he, he actually shares ideas on, on various topics through poetry. And he's a futurist, too. Jason Silva. I'm, I, I don't know if any of you um, watch his videos. But um, to answer your question about the writer's block, you know, there's a... Uh, there's this thing that I constantly try to remind myself, and I forget, like all of us do, that there is a balance between discipline and surrender. And in that 
intersection of both of them is when you find flow, is when you actually find the best art flowing through you. But you've got to be able to push yourself at certain times to develop a habit, you know, take take out 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and it doesn't need to be big. That's another thing that artists or entrepreneurs tend to do, and that in includes myself. I mean, it's been a struggle trying to um, figure out how to maneuver the world as an entrepreneur or as an artist without being in an organization. That was my, I call it my past life, you know, where, where I was in the corporate world and and you have, you know, you, you're in a flow of whatever it is the purpose of that organization is. But when you're maneuvering your own life, it becomes a little different. Different. So if you have a, a vision of you being a, a writer, and let's say you want to launch a book, and you have a great idea, you know, how are you going to actually get to that end goal? Well, put aside, put aside 15 minutes a day, at 15 minutes a day to start writing. See how that builds up for you. If you feel a block, well, push yourself through it. Try to discipline yourself to get some sort of momentum going. And what you'll notice happen, even if you do take, let's say, a week off, what you'll notice happen is you'll start to realize whether you do want to, want, number one, whether you really do want to write that book. Number two is, is that the topic you want to write about or has it changed? So staying in, the, in that kind of um, habituation of getting to the end goal helps you figure out if you even want to get there or if, if it's redirected you another way and if that entire topic has changed. But you've got to discipline yourself to a certain extent. But know when you're getting clear intuition that this is not what you, you were, you started this from an egotistic perspective because it's cool to be an author, a best-selling author, right? Wow. But are you really doing it because you, you resonate with it? That's what you find out by creating a little bit of discipline, even if it's 15 minutes a day, and I call it micro habits. Just go bit by bit, and then you figure out, you know, if that's really the direction you want to be on. Maybe is there um, a specific environment that you like to write in? Because um, I know personally for me, um, I kind of love, noisy environments, um, places mm. that are like buzzing with life. I strange and a lot of people like to sit at their desk, um, maybe when they're working, but I love the buzz of a cafe, especially the smell of coffee, biscuits, mm. um, people just walking doing their thing. So is there like a specific place you like to work in that really helps you just get into your work? You know, for me, when I write poetry, I could stop in the middle of a mall and spend two minutes and jot down a poem on my phone. So I feel you from that perspective sometimes, especially with poetry, because I feel poetry is flow, like it's genuine flow. So being in the world, being in the world out there, whether it's a coffee shop, whether it's you're walking around, sometimes I've kind of been in a parking lot and just felt like writing on, on Evernote, you know, because it's just a quick download. So I don't have any one place with poetry. I could be anywhere at any time. I could be in an airport lounge. I could be in the kitchen. I could be in the bathroom, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, it's like the whole range, the whole range. It's like poetry is flow. But when when I've ever written articles or if I'm writing 
you know, towards an intention of putting together a chapter for a book or what have you, that's a very different feeling for me. And I like to have nice ambient music, typically with no lyrics, so jazz or orchestra music oh. playing in the background. And then that kind of gives me those, you know, calm me down, gets me in uh, some structure in my mind, so then I can kind of uh, organize my words and my thoughts. We have our last question, that is, what is the future of poetry? Oh, that's an that's a amazing question. I feel poetry is right now in everything, whether we call, call it poetry or not. You have so much going on in, in the speaker arena, virtual summits, um, people sharing knowledge, courses, um, workshops, all of this, all of this is actually sharing of knowledge, ideas, emotions through words, storytelling. And the better, sto the better storyteller you are, the more captivating you are to your audience. And to me, I feel like poetry is, is in all of these forms because you're using the power of spoken word, written word or spoken word, to, to share knowledge or to inspire someone or to motivate someone or to transform their lives. Poetry is, to me, should not be restrained to just words in rhythm. Poetry is actually in everything. It's the art of sharing words. That's what I believe. And now more than ever, with the knowledge economy completely booming, it is even more important how we use our words because attention is sacred. Attention needs to be actually addressed in much more detail with, with everyone, especially what are we telling the youth? What are we telling the children of tomorrow? And how are, how are big tech companies actually influencing this as well? I mean, these are things that I think about uh, very often. And this is what I, I want my work to go towards and what, what I would love other people to start thinking about. So the future of poetry, it's bright and beautiful is what I have to say. You know, whether you call it poetry or not, the power of words are highly, highly powerful and influential. Thank you so much, Anne. I really enjoyed talking to you. What about you, Emma? It was Emma? such a pleasure. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think there's so much to really learn um, about the definition of poetry. Um, and I think this will be super helpful for any aspiring writers out there, people just trying to find their creative space. Thanks so much for your time here, Anne. Thank you everyone for tuning in to What Rhymes with Danieta. Make sure to subscribe and to follow our podcast on all different sites and also check out Anne's podcast, Poetic Flow. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>